This is the Legal Hands to the Face podcast with Bill Calarulo. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back to another Legal Hands to the Face podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Calarulo. A pretty awesome day today. Finally, Jalen Hurts getting the recognition he deserves. Coming in at number three on the NFL's top 100 list. I want to talk a little bit about that. Also, guys, as a reminder, if you're not already following Legal Hands to the Face on all your social media platforms, get on over to Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Threads. Give us a like, give us a follow, and make sure you're also subscribed to the Jacob Sports Network on YouTube. That's J-A-K-I-B. They're going to start live streaming our show every Monday night during the regular season, but they already have us on their shows. I'm co-hosting Birds 365 on Wednesday and Thursday this week. I've been a guest on a couple of their other shows, Sports Take with Rob Ellis and Derek Gunn. I was on with Jody Mack, the only Jody Mack man. So be sure to subscribe to the Jacob Sports Network so you could hear more content. And also give a follow to Fox Sports The Gambler. On Tuesdays at 3.30, I'm a guest on Fox Sports The Gambler talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. So we're getting out there. We're reaching more Eagles fans. I really appreciate all the support. But give us a like, give us a follow, and share if you're feeling up to it with all the Eagles fans because we have some big things planned for the 2023 season. But let's jump right into it today. Jalen Hurts. I've been saying all summer long, I don't understand why this guy continues to get disrespected on a national level. If you guys remember, Pro Football Focus put out their top 50 players list, and Jalen Hurts wasn't even on it, not even in the top 50. They had the following quarterbacks ranked above them. Patrick Mahomes, okay, I can take that one. But they had Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Josh Herbert, excuse me, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers all on the NFL top 50, and Jalen Hurts doesn't even crack the list. Well, thankfully, the NFL players got it right. The NFL top 100 is a list that is voted on by the other NFL players, and they put Jalen Hurts all the way up at number three which I think is a great ranking for him. I think it is a fair ranking. They put Patrick Mahomes ahead of him at number one and a name that still makes us all upset as Eagles fans, Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver, as the number two player in the NFL, according to the players. We all know the Eagles could have had Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager. It still pains us. Everything Howie Roseman does to try to get past that horrible decision back in that 2020 draft, but that one is going to hurt for a really long time. It's interesting because Jalen Hurts becomes the first Philadelphia Eagle to be ranked that high on the NFL's top 100 list since Carson Wentz. That's right. Carson Wentz following the 2017 season. So in 2018 was ranked number three, just like Jalen Hurts. Let's hope and pray that Jalen Hurts doesn't have the same type of decline that we saw with Carson Wentz following that 2017 season. But this was a well-deserved honor for Jalen Hurts. You look at his numbers from last year. In the regular season, as a starter, he goes 14-1, and with the only loss being in that Washington Commanders game, which was all about turnovers, unfortunately. But last year, in an MVP-caliber season, he puts up almost 4,500 total yards. 
3,700 yards through the air, 760 yards on the ground. He accounts for 35 total touchdowns, 22 in the air, 13 on the ground, and only six interceptions. He takes that amazing regular season into the playoffs, and he has a really good playoffs, has eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, over 700 total yards with 580 through the air, 140 on the ground, and eight total touchdowns, three in the air, five on the ground. But in the biggest game of his career and in the biggest game of any NFL player's career, Jalen Hurts balls out. He becomes the only player in Super Bowl history to have this stat line. Are you ready for this? Over 300 passing yards, zero interceptions, a 70% completion rate, 70 yards rushing, and three touchdowns on the ground. No one in the history of the NFL has ever had a stat line like what Jalen Hurts did in Super Bowl 57. And what I love most about that Super Bowl is what you saw Jalen Hurts do after adversity. He has that fumble that gets returned by the Kansas City Chiefs for a touchdown. He comes right back and marches that offense down the field for a touchdown. The Eagles go down by eight late in the fourth quarter. What does Jalen Hurts do? He takes the team right down the field, scores a touchdown, and runs in the two-point conversion to tie the game. This guy, in the face of adversity, is as calm as it comes, and he is just a leader who wants the ball in his hand at the biggest moments, and I love it. And he's not done. He's the only player in NFL history to have over 40 passing touchdowns and over 30 rushing touchdowns before the age of 25 years old. It's amazing to think that Jalen Hurts just turned 25 earlier this week. Happy birthday, Jalen. He hopefully, if he can stay healthy, has a long career ahead of him and is going to break a lot of records as he already has. But it is about time the national media starts giving this guy the respect that he deserves that we see here in Philadelphia. I think the fact that Jalen has the ability to run the ball gets used against him as a passer. We saw it last year, how good of a passer this guy can be. Yeah, he's good on the ground too, but he is a true dual-threat quarterback. He's not just a runner. This is a guy who can throw the ball but can also run the ball, and I think that gets held against him sometimes. But Jalen Hurts, number three on the NFL's top 100. If you're following along on YouTube or Facebook, leave me a comment below. Let me know, do you think that is a fair ranking for Jalen Hurts? Do you think he was ranked too high? Do you think he's ranked too low, or do you think it's right at the correct number? I think he's right spot on as the number three. I put him as the top three quarterback in the NFL, only behind Patrick Mahomes. And then I think it is close when you're talking about guys like Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. But Jalen Hurts has the most playoff success out of all of those guys. So that's why I give a little bit of a nod to Jalen Hurts. And to be honest, I'm a little biased because I love the Eagles. I love Jalen Hurts. And we see how great of a leader that guy is every single day. But let's jump over to something that's a little bit concerning. If you've been listening to me this offseason, you know the linebacker position has been an area of concern that I have been preaching all summer long. The moment they let both TJ Edwards and Kazir White walk in free agency, I was concerned. I was okay with them letting Kazir White walk. I thought he had an up-and-down season. But TJ Edwards was a guy I wanted to see the Eagles re-sign. 
You look at the team last year, TJ Edwards plays over 94% of the defensive snaps, leads the team in tackles with 159 tackles. He's seventh in the NFL in tackles. And then look at Kazir White, plays over 76% of the snaps and has 110 tackles. You let both of those guys go, that's a lot of production to replace on the defense. And the only move they made prior to this week was bringing in Nicholas Morrow from the Chicago Bears. Nick Morrow, he's six feet, 225 pounds. He's 28 years old. He's got the most experience prior to this week in that linebacker room. You had N'Kobe Dean, only played 34 snaps in his NFL career. Christian Ellis, only 22 defensive snaps in his NFL career. Or actually, that was 22 snaps last year. He had a few snaps in the year before that. But last year, Christian Ellis, only 11 tackles. Kobe Dean, only 13 tackles. This is a very young linebacker core. And Nick Morrow was out of football in 2021. Bounces back, signs the one-year deal with the Chicago Bears. He does play all 100% of the snaps last year, records 116 tackles. But the Chicago Bears let him walk, and they upgraded that position by signing who other than T.J. Edwards from the Philadelphia Eagles. They gave T.J. a three-year $19.5 million deal. They could technically get out of that deal after one year, and it would be basically a one-year $8 million deal. But they gave TJ Edwards a lot more money than what the Philadelphia Eagles gave Nick Morrow. Nick Morrow was on a one-year $1.15 million deal, whereas TJ is getting $8 million in year one, essentially. So the Chicago Bears upgraded. The Eagles let TJ walk. They bring on Morrow. And prior to this week, the linebacker room was N'Kobe Dean, Christian Ellis, Nick Morrow, Sean Bradley, and Davion Taylor. Not a confident group, in my opinion. I know we're all hopeful N'Kobe Dean's going to be the guy he was at Georgia. I've been saying it all summer. The problem is he's only played 34 snaps. There's no one in the NFL, I don't care who you are, who can say with absolute certainty that N'Kobe Dean is going to be a stud. You need some depth at that position. So what do the Eagles do? They release Davion Taylor, a former third-round pick of the Eagles back in 2020, and they bring in two veterans in Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. They sign them both to identical one-year, $2.5 million deals in hopes of providing some sort of depth at that linebacker position because we know N'Kobe Dean hurt his ankle last week. He missed his third straight practice today. The day we're recording this is Tuesday, August 8th. N'Kobe Dean misses another practice. So they bring in Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham, guys who have played a lot of games in the NFL. Let's take a look. Miles Jack is a former second-round pick out of UCLA in 2016. He's 27 years old. He'll be 28 before opening day against the New England Patriots. He's 6'1", 244 pounds. He's played seven seasons in the NFL. He's played in over 100 NFL games. But there's a reason he's still on the street. He had some inconsistent play last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had signed him away from the Jaguars in the offseason last year to a two-year deal. Well, he only makes it one year through the deal, and they release him. He did play 71% of the snaps for that Steelers defense. He started in 13 games, and he recorded over 100 tackles. But why did they let him go? Inconsistent play. How much does Miles Jack have left in the tank? And Newsflash, 
He's already getting first-team reps. Today in training camp with N'Kobe Dean on the sideline, Miles Jacks is already getting first-team reps. That just goes to show how thin the Philadelphia Eagles are at that linebacker position. I know a lot of people are excited about hearing the name Miles Jack, but he's on. He's going to be 28 years old, and there's a reason the Steelers released him. Let's hope he has some things left in the tank to be able to contribute to this defense. The other guy they bring in, Zach Cunningham, another second-round pick, this time in 2017 out of Vanderbilt. He's played six seasons in the NFL. He's 28 years old. Pretty big boy, 6'3", 238 pounds, a little bit on the leaner side for his height, similar to the Christian Ellis build. Christian Ellis is 6'3", 233. He's played in over 80 games in his NFL career. He played about four and a half seasons with the Houston Texans. He was released, picked up by the Tennessee Titans, but he only played in six games last year. Did get 200 snaps on defense, recorded 24 tackles, but they released him with a failed physical designation for an elbow injury. Only makes it six games with the Titans. How much does he have left? If you look at his NFL career, his best season came in 2020 for the Houston Texans. He had 164 tackles. Looked like he was starting to come into his own as a player, but in 2021, Head coach for the Texans at the time, David Coley, had to bench Zach Cunningham on two separate occasions for violating team rules. Not sure what was going on there. Hopefully, the Philadelphia Eagles did their homework on this guy, and they felt confident bringing him in. But how much does Zach Cunningham have left? And today at practice, he's getting second-team reps. So this is a very thin linebacker core. Hopefully, N'Kobe Dean can get back to health because he needs the reps. He needs the practice. And then you got... Christian Ellis, who's really only been a special teamer his entire career. I know people are excited about him. He's been flying around training camp. But what can he do when the lights are on and these games matter? And you also have Sean Bradley, local kid out of Mount Holly, another special teamer. And then Nick Morrow, Miles Jack, and Zach Cunningham. It's a position that I am definitely concerned about. Now, what we have to hope as Philadelphia Eagles fans is that that defensive line is going to be so good that no matter who you throw back there at linebacker, is going to have success. So the Philadelphia Eagles have to be sure that that defensive tackle position that I've been talking about is so deep with Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, Jalen Carter, that they're going to be able to put enough interior pressure on the quarterbacks that it's going to make things a lot easier for these linebackers in coverage, and then with regard to that running game, if Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter and Milton Williams and Fletcher Cox are able to take on those blockers to free up those linebackers, hopefully all of these guys are able to contribute. That's what the Eagles have to hope. Their defensive line is going to have to carry the day the way it did last season. But that is an area of concern, definitely an area of concern. I've been saying it all summer, and now the Eagles are finally recognizing it you know, what they say publicly sometimes is different than what their actions are. So they're saying publicly they're okay with that linebacker core. Well, their actions suggest otherwise, bringing in two veterans. And they didn't give them minimum deals. I mean, you look at what Nicholas Morrow got. Morrow got a one-year $1.15 million deal. They gave both Jack and Cunningham $2.5 million deals. So they wanted to get these guys here because they know linebacker is a concern. Moving on to another area of concern that I have on this team that not a lot of people are talking about, and that's the special teams. We saw it last year. Special teams was really the Achilles heel of this team all season long. They were able to get past it, and it came back to haunt us 
in the worst time in Super Bowl 57 on that Cardarius Tony punt return that we all still have nightmares about. And I truly believe that if the Philadelphia Eagles didn't lose Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator, and Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator, to head coaching jobs, that you would have seen the Philadelphia Eagles make a change at the special teams coordinator with Michael Clay. But I think Nick Sirianni didn't want to take the hit of losing all three coordinators. We know losing two coordinators doesn't happen often after a Super Bowl appearance. It's only happened twice since 1994. You have to go back to the 1994 San Francisco 49ers and the 2004 New England Patriots, where both the offensive and defensive coordinators needed to be replaced. So I think Nick Sirianni made the decision, we're not replacing all three of these guys. They bring back Michael Clay for another year. But that unit has to be better. You look at some of the numbers from last year, they were in the bottom three to finish the regular season for kickoff returns against. They gave up 26.1 yards return. They were in the bottom two for net punting yards with only 39.7 yards a punt. And it wasn't like they were great in the return game themselves. They were really in the middle of the pack for kickoff returns and punt returns. This is an area of the team the Philadelphia Eagles have to improve. Hopefully guys like Sidney Brown, Keely Ringo, Greedy Williams, some of these younger guys that they brought into this team are able to contribute to special teams to lock up that position because, like I said, what we saw in the Super Bowl, that can happen. This is a three-phase game, offense, defense, and special teams. Your special teams has to be able to manage the day. This is a game of field position. You've heard the old cliche, but it is a game of field position. You can't afford to be in the bottom three for kickoff returns and the bottom two for net punt yards. You're giving too good a field position to these other teams. And if we do have a problem with that linebacker position, like I said, and we didn't even talk about the safeties today, but if we have a problem with our linebackers and we are weak at safety, the last thing you want to do is give these teams good field position and make the field even shorter for them to be able to put up points and score. So let's hope that the Philadelphia Eagles are able to secure that special teams unit. But guys, if you're listening, again, be sure to be subscribed to the Jacob Sports Network. We're going to be doing some shows for them this week. If you're listening today, which is Tuesday, August 8th, check out on Wednesday and Thursday, I will be co-hosting Birds 365 on the Jacob Sports Network with co-host Mark Farzetta. You may remember him, Farzies should be fun. We're going to have some good guests. We'll be talking Philadelphia Eagles. It is a live show, so if you're on YouTube, feel free, comment, engage. It'll be a lot of fun. And, guys, we have a lot of great things planned for this coming season, so make sure you're liking, make sure you're subscribed. And if you're not following on YouTube specifically, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, Legal Hands to the Face on YouTube, because our shows on Monday nights are going to be live streamed on both Jacob Sports and the Legal Hands to the Face YouTube channel. And I'd love if you guys are able to comment and engage with us. You could ask questions and we could really take this show to another level. But as always, guys, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the support and go birds.